One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r entitled parents video. Today, we've got a crazy story of an entitled parent being upset that their kid didn't check in with them because they were too busy at the hospital with a premature baby. But first, a story from the classic star, you owe your parents for everything they've done for you. My mother raised me on her own because my father left when I was six. He never wanted kids and made that clear to her when they first met, but she thought he would change his mind once we were born. She raised four kids and made sure that we were aware of every sacrifice she's ever made. She made it clear that we, my siblings, owe her and that she would be collecting what's rightfully owed to her. Here's a list of things that we've had to do for her to pay her back. 1. We did her homework when she was in nursing school because English, she spoke French fluently but didn't feel comfortable doing her assignments in English, was her second language. We had to stay up to write her essays and our own essays for school. If we refused, she would scream, cry, yell, beg, slam doors, bang on walls, threaten us with eviction. I was scared that the neighbors would hear and call the police, so I was in charge of calming her down. My sister was in university and writing her mom's essay assignments, and I was doing her daily homework before going to high school. We started paying rent at 16 because children should not be allowed to live at home for free if they're physically capable of working. You owe your parents at least half your paycheck to put towards bills. I was working in a restaurant at 16 with no cell phone. We had to buy our own cell phones. I got mine at 19. And coming home at 1am most nights. I had to take three buses because I didn't have a car at 16. I would make it home by 1am and be up by 6am to go to school. I would be at school till 2.45pm and then come home for a quick snack before leaving to work a 4-11 to 11 shift. I still have hot oil burn scars on my forearms from working in a restaurant. I would leave to have to catch the bus at 12 in the morning, hoping to catch my next bus on time so I could be home before 2am, which meant 4 hours of sleep. I still had to finish homework, to be up by 6am for school. I was exhausted, but she made it clear that bills had to be paid. I nearly failed grade 12 because I was exhausted all the time, but still somehow managed to pass and go to college. My mom gives herself all the credit for that accomplishment. 1. I had to pay her car insurance and credit card bills. She would sob hysterically until I agreed to give her $500 to $800 for her payments. She said that she did everything for us and that she was asking for the bare minimum. But I needed that money to pay rent and utilities. She also wanted us to pay for groceries, but I couldn't do all those things on minimum wage and pay for her car insurance. 2. When I was 20 living at home and going to school and paying bills, she still insisted on a curfew. If I came home after 11pm, she would be sitting on the front steps waiting to yell at me. Then she would look at me up and down trying to find evidence of hickeys on my body. Respecting her curfew was one of the few ways of paying her back for her sacrifices. 3. She stopped paying rent and bills because she went on vacation for 2 months. She went back home to see family and left that responsibility to me and my siblings. When she returned, she decided that she still needed a break from bills, and said that she wouldn't be paying until she felt mentally ready. But it was fine, cause she put a roof over our head as kids and we owe her. 4. She blamed us whenever she did poorly on an assignment that we completed for her. 
Even if we didn't understand the requirements of the assignment, she expected us to do the research and get it done because we owe her. If she got a bad grade, she would accuse us of trying to sabotage her. 5. Whenever we wanted a ride somewhere, we had to pay for gas, even if it was a few minutes away. When we would go visit my oldest sister, I had to pay for gas. I was young and didn't have my own vehicle, but it was fine because I had to pay my mother back for raising me on her own. 6. She would ask me to pay for her cosmetics when they would run out, and I would do it because she was unhappy. Single motherhood is stressful, and she felt like she deserved nice things for having to put up with the stress of raising four kids on her own. I was always trying to gain her affection by getting her things. I noticed that she was more affectionate and loving towards me when I bought her things she wanted. All I wanted was to lay on her like I was a kid again, so I did everything I could to make her happy, but she was never happy. One, she would constantly call for me to come wash her dishes. Even if I cooked, I still had to wash all the pots and dishes and iron her clothes, but she did all those tasks on her own when we were kids, so we owe her now. Two, she would wake me up in the middle of the night if I forgot to iron her clothes for the next day, or she would ask me to rub Vaseline into her feet after a long day at the hospital. But she used to do all those things for us, so we owe her. I was also in charge of cleaning and setting up her sleep machine and getting her medications ready for her. She also had nightmares and would call out in her sleep, and we would have to wake up in the night to check on her. 3. She would text me after I started dating my first boyfriend at 19, telling me to keep my legs closed and not to give it up. I was terrified of sex because she said that all men wanted to use women for sex. That if I wasn't careful I would get HIV or get pregnant and she wouldn't help me. I grew up scared of men. That all men would leave you or abuse you if you allowed yourself to be vulnerable. 4. I had to show up to college orientation alone. I had to figure out the process of applying alone. I paid all the fees alone. I disgraced her by not going to nursing school. She told me that I would have to pay her to use her old textbooks. She said that we owe her. She told my younger that she should struggle and that she brought us to North America and that's enough. 5. She blames us for our father leaving and for that we owe her everything. At 24, all I hear is her voice in my head. I can hear a stranger screaming at their kid and I automatically look around expecting to see her. I don't even know who I am or what I like. I speak and I can't connect the words to myself. I'm scared of making mistakes. I'm scared of trusting people. When Chadwick Boseman passed away I was upset because he wanted to be here. He fought to be here and I'm just surviving. I do everything I'm supposed to do but I feel nothing. I have a job, a roof over my head, an education, but I feel absolutely nothing. I'm just existing and waiting for my time to end. My mom told my brother that I would never leave her, and she's right. She's with me everywhere I go. I hear her voice. When she's old, I'll be the one to care for her because my siblings have checked out completely. I owe her. Well, considering the fact that OP said that they're scared of making mistakes and probably scared of being vulnerable... Even though it's anonymous posting this, I feel like it takes a lot of vulnerability to open up like this even on this form. It's never quite that easy, but I think you'd just like to see somebody in OP's situation try to find some kind of therapy and honestly probably try to distance themselves from the one person that's really been plaguing them their entire lives. Would you guys agree that the thing to do here really is to just cut her off? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Light Fury Dragon. 
Entitled parents ignore me when I say not to pet strange horses. I'm a 27-year-old woman, and I have a black horse. The color's important for later, named Ebony, and I have her at a boarding stable where I used to get riding lessons at before getting my own horse. For some reason, though, horses tend to attract entitled people, though. Since this isn't my first encounter with them here, here's the cast. Me, entitled mom, I'll call Barn Witch. Entitled daughter, I'll call Barn Goblin. And my old trainer who still works there. So, I have my horse tied up in a second, where you have room to groom them and able to tack them up, and was brushing her down when Barn Goblin, entitled daughter, showed up, wanting to pet Ebony. I told her not to pet her since I didn't know this kid and it's not a good idea to go near strange horses with the risk of being kicked, since horses can kill if they kick. Barn Goblin screams out, Mommy, she won't let me pet the black horse. That's when Barn Witch showed up, huffing, Lady, I have a kid and she wants to pet your horse. I say no, it's not a good idea to pet strange horses since they can be skittish. Barn Goblin wants yours though, she only likes black horses and the trainer only lets her ride her white one. Barn Witch snapped, I'm sorry but this isn't his horse, it's mine. And that horse the trainer brought out is better with new people, others aren't, I say trying to keep calm. Right then we heard Barn Goblin scream and her hand was bleeding since she tried to pet my old trainer's new horse since she was the only other black horse there and this horse didn't like strangers at all resulting in Barn Goblin getting bit pretty hard. My old trainer came out to see what was going on and I'll say he's someone you don't want to mess with. After I explained what happened and what was going on my old trainer snapped at them telling them to leave and find another place to ride since not only did this kid get bit for not listening, but was yanking on and using spurs on his other horse which wasn't allowed. I just smirked when Barn Witch and Goblin were kicked out, never to be seen again. Sorry this wasn't my best story, but wanted to share it. Somehow it doesn't surprise me that these couple of people would show up with spurs to use on the horses without ever even mentioning them. Come on sweetie, dig those spurs into the horse's side. Really rile them up so you have a really good first experience riding horses. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Witchface Blonde. My seed donor asked why I didn't check on him when my premature baby was in the hospital. This is going to be a long post, so be prepared. My father, who I'll refer to as my seed donor, him and my mother had me, and I haven't had the greatest relationship. He wasn't around my whole life until I was 18. He's been drunk for most of the time, and there's several situations that have happened where I should have just cut him off, like muddling a drink scene at my college graduation and speeding off in a car. But now that he's older and has health issues, he'd convinced me he wanted to try to be a better dad. Didn't last long. At 32 weeks, I went into the hospital because my water broke. They checked for an infection and didn't find one, so the consensus was it was just spontaneous. I was given two medications, one for the baby's lungs and one to intervene with labor. I felt like complete garbage. Magnesium in that amount can make the body feel really heavy. I wasn't allowed to get up on my own. They put a catheter in to go pee, etc. Well, One night, my dad called and my fiancé answered the phone because I was tired and didn't feel like talking. He'd called earlier in the day and we didn't know if I was going to have the baby or not, and he was demanding answers that we didn't have. I'm not sure of the exact conversation anymore, but I can still feel the tone. Fiancé says, hello? Entitled dad says, 
Where's daughter? I tried calling and asking, but she isn't answering. Fiance says, yes, she's in bed. They gave her medication. He says, oh, so she's on drugs? Fiance says, no, medication to help. He says, well, why hasn't anyone told me what's going on? Fiance says, we don't have answers. We don't know when the baby's coming. But as soon as we have answers, we'll tell you. Fiance was visibly getting agitated, but trying to keep his cool. Entitled Dad says, okay, freaker, we'll see. Just to make myself clear, I never told my father he was allowed at the hospital or I wanted him there while I was giving birth. The next day, he texts me upset that my nurse didn't give him info over the phone because of HIPAA. He says he was just going to show up to the hospital, etc. I said no, I didn't know when she was coming and she's most likely going to be premature, so we couldn't have visitors anyway. One of the responses was, sad face, I really wanted to come see her. I'm probably not telling this well because I was super stressed, but he was pushing to see her and come to the hospital and it stressed me out. Clearly, he didn't respect the boundaries I set. No visitors free... No visitors for premature baby. Like, freak, don't you get the hint? She's premature and hooked up to machines. After him talking to me back and forth, and him just not getting the hint and throwing a fit, I had to tell my nurses to get security involved and ban him from coming to the hospital. When I got home, while my child was in the hospital still, I had several text messages from him. I decided to try to resolve the issue and politely explain why I was upset. He made excuses. I told him I was disappointed he didn't respect my boundaries and made a scene over the phone where the nurses could hear and was rude to nurses. But once again, he made it about himself. No one checked on my mental health while you were in the hospital. I lost my crap. I'm sorry I didn't think to check on you while my baby was in the NICU. And after I said I don't want him around her if he's gonna drink, he told me he could still have one or two drinks. So I cut him off. That wasn't even the end. My grandmother's posted pics of my baby on Facebook without my permission and they were public. I had to get her to take them down. Apparently she sent the pics to my dad as well. One I had sent in confidence. It was of me breastfeeding the baby. You couldn't see much but the baby didn't have a shirt on and you could see my breast if you knew what you were looking at. Well, this jerk put my baby's pics as his cover photo for all the world to see. And a pic of my niece, who he's never met, that's a long story. I went off. I told him to take it down or I'll report him for inappropriate photos of a child. And that I never gave him those pics or permission. I've since blocked him. I told my brother this to make sure I wasn't overreacting about how I responded in the hospital, but he made a great point. Why would I make you going into premature labor about me? He's since been banned from seeing her. It's better not to have a flake drunk of a grandfather who's gonna break her heart. And I have to set an example that I won't let others walk all over me. I have a lot of respect for OP for two things. One, the amount of sheer patience they put into this whole situation when they weren't feeling well, dealing with a lot of stress, and dealing with a very touch-and-go situation. And two, for being able to identify and understand when it's time to just call it quits and block somebody who's really not making your life any better. This next story is from Waldo Yederson. Entitled mother thinks she's entitled to my debit card. I, 17-year-old male, had just gotten a debit card. I'd begged my dad for one for a while and finally got one for my birthday. I work part-time at a food chain and put all the money I earn into it. I'm always careful with it and make sure it's with me whenever I'm out. 
My dad gave me the car so I can see how I can use it and if I'll use it wisely. Sort of like a test if I can be responsible with money later on in life. Keep in mind, my- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. My family isn't particularly rich. We're stable, but we don't consider ourselves really prominent. I use the money I get to pay for things that I like to buy to ease some of the financial pressure that's on both my working parents. I use it for things like games for my PC, gifts and treats I get myself whenever I go out, and I've been saving up for a PS5. The incident, I was hanging out with friends at a mall. We were walking, talking, and walking around stores. Suddenly, one of my friends, we'll call her Jay, started feeling dizzy and unwell. We knew what to do since this had happened before. She would get nauseous if she walked too much without rest. My two other friends sat her down and calmed her while I rushed to the nearby supermarket to get her water and some aspirin. Most supermarkets sell that, I don't know what the situation is in the states. I get the items and quickly scan the registers to find them all occupied. At the end of the row of registers though, there's a self-checkout lane that was practically empty. I run towards the machine, scan my items, and take out my debit card to pay. As I bag my items, I try to wiggle the credit card into my back pocket. I'd obviously failed and it fell, but with the place being loud and me trying to be quick, I hadn't noticed that my card had fallen. I run out to meet up with my friends and make sure Jay's alright. That's when I realized my card wasn't with me. I quick scan around the bench we were sitting in, confirmed that I'd probably dropped it at the self-checkout. I race back to the checkout area and I see only one person there, introducing Entitled Mother. 
She was scanning a few very pricey items, caviar, sparkling water, premium shampoo, etc. I approach her to ask her about my card when I see that she's holding it in her hands. I politely tap her shoulder and ask her for my card. She turns and gives an expression I can only hope people of her kind can make. She waves the thing in front of me and says, Back up, kid. This is mine. Why would a child like you even have this? I'm a very standard six foot one male with a baby face, so it was easy to assume I was still going through puberty. I say, ma'am, the card is mine. Please give it back. The woman's now ignoring me and was reaching her hand towards the scanning machine to pay for her things. I glance at the screen with her list of items and I'm horrified to see the order amount to the equivalent of 200 USD. My card had one of those chips that allows you to simply place the card on the sensor to pay without having to physically swipe the card. I quickly put my hand over the sensor and tell her to hand it over now. I didn't scream it but I said it sternly enough for it to appear like a threat. What happens next makes me cringe to this day. Entitled mother fake falls on the ground, starts cowering behind her arms and yells, Thief! Thief! He wanted to rob me! He hit me to steal from me! Help! This immediately catches the attention of everyone in the registers beside us, introducing my savior, nice security guard. He approaches us and tries to understand what's going on. He approaches the woman at first to see what happened, where she sputters slurs and racist remarks at me, I'm Middle Eastern and where I live, some locals have very unique views on us. The officer I later learned was also Middle Eastern. He helps her up and turning to me asks in Arabic, our native tongue, what happened? This took me and Entitled Mother by surprise since this guy was as white as vanilla. I explain everything in Arabic to the nice security guard with Entitled Mother being ignored as she mumbles and growls. After hearing what I had to say, He ordered us both to come into the back room so he can check the tapes. We're both taken by other security guards into the security's main office and wait. After about five minutes of awkward, silent waiting with Entitled Mother, the nice security guard comes back and demands my card back from Entitled Mother. Entitled Mother then bursts into a ball of sobs and tears. I'm a single mom and need the money and gives this whole charade. I'm there watching while I die inside from the amount of discomfort I'm in. On one hand, I know this woman's lying and just looking for an excuse to steal from a minor. But on the other hand, she's a 40-something woman that probably has kids. And instead of being responsible and owning up to her actions, she's playing victim and throwing a tantrum like a baby. Security confiscated the card, and after confirming that it was mine, it had my name on it and I had my ID with me, They led both of us out separately. I met back up with my friends and told them what happened. As I'm telling the story, I catch Entitled Mother in the corner of my eye walking by with what looks like her husband and teenage daughter. I look back up and give her the bird. She notices but before she could do anything, her husband looks towards me and gives me an apologetic look and shoves Entitled Mother ahead. Their teenage daughter later came back as I recognized her from school. We talked for a bit and she again apologized for her mother's actions. It's alright, no biggie. A month later and me and her are now dating. I've even been over to their house. Her mom wasn't that talkative to me. I was all smug and tried being nice to her. Entitled mother's husband was a genuine man with a good heart and I'm glad his daughter resembled him more than her mother. I'm writing this before I head out on a date. Wish me luck. 
I just hope OP is really genuinely into the girl and not dating her just as some like weird form of revenge against the entitled mother. Am I the only one that got to that part and it felt like a little weird about it, like when they went over to their house and OP was kind of smug? What's OP trying to imply there? That they're getting revenge by whatever it is they're doing? Our next story is from Legal Criminal 11111. Entitled Mother continuously demands immediate service and complains about the prices because she's ex-military. So this happened this morning and is easily one of the worst customer experiences I've ever had. Want to preface by saying where I live, we have a lot of veterans or active service members in the area, and they of course get a discount. They're often the most polite people to come by, and today honestly baffled me. I work at a fast food chain. We open at 11. At 10.30 in the morning, we got a call from someone who wanted to order big catering for 12 today. This meant that it was all hands on deck, taking care of catering until it was finished, since catered orders are very important to our numbers. Luckily, we weren't busy when we initially opened, so we were able to get most of it done before the lunch rush. But it also meant we had to grill a ton of fresh meat and restock almost everything to be prepped for cooking, on top of finishing the catering. The lunch rush commences, and I'm the only one serving people for a while. A mom comes in with her three kids, and her order's pretty easy at first. When she gets to the register, though, she starts adding to it. I'm getting a bit stressed out because there's a line of people behind her that I need to help too. When she's finally done ordering and goes to pay, like she's literally about to swipe her card, the exchange goes like this. Oh, I get a military discount. I say, sorry, let me fix that and give her the discount. She says, did you put the discount on? I say, yes. She says, why is it still so expensive then? So I show her her order on the screen with the discount and she rolls her eyes and pays. Entitled mother's complaining about how she's ex-military and deserves lower prices because of this. When she already gets lower prices, but she ordered so much that it really added up. How we charge too much and how we should give a bigger discount for military. Obviously, I can't control any of this, so I don't really know what to say. She takes her stuff and sits down. I'm helping other people, and Entitled Mother comes back to the counter not even 10 minutes later. I'm in the middle of helping someone else, so she's standing there waiting. This is the conversation I hear her have with a customer waiting to pick up an online order. She says, did you order chips? The customer confused says, yes, I did. She says, make sure you actually get them. They're so inattentive, they forgot mine and after what I paid them. Literally cannot believe she's even pulling this, but whatever. I keep helping who I'm helping and get to the register to ring them up. Entitled mother steps up and cuts them off. You forgot my chips. I say sorry about that and hand her a bag. She says, and you made me wait. I have kids over here and my meal wasn't cheap. You ignored me. Is this how you treat ex-service members? I say we're very busy and had a big order come in. I need to help everyone. She says, clearly you don't understand that the people who served your country should be treated with more respect. I want a refund for how I've been treated. And I know I didn't actually get my discount. I tell her that she did get the discount and pull up the receipt in the order history to show her. It proves that the discount was given and she basically goes on a tangent about how I'm overcharging her, not respecting her after she fought for my freedom. Eventually the manager on duty comes out and handles it. She complains loudly, declined a refund when offered, and says she'll be complaining formally before pulling her kids out. She also added that she won't be coming back. And all I have to say to that is, phew, 
I have a lot of respect and admiration for anybody that's willing to go into the military and serve the country, but I don't know what you're expecting here. For everybody to drop everything and immediately cater to you? To give you huge discounts on everything? Like, I completely appreciate what you did, but I'm not trying to carry you around on a satin pillow here. And our final story of the day is from Cream Puff Delight, Little Contact slash No Contact Father, just requested I pay for his affair baby's college. I'm sorry if this is the wrong place for this, but this just happened and I'm still a little pissed off. I just want to vent somewhere and writing and typing this down helps me keep things straight. I've never hidden the fact that my father and I are estranged due to him cheating on my formerly doormat of a mom when I was still young, allegedly because she had cancer and had to chop off her breasts and was thus, in his exact words, no longer a woman. Yes, I know, insane logic, but logic has never been his strong point, nor have I ever hidden the fact that I resented him for favoring my golden eldest brother exclusively to the point where he was the only one of four children, brother, me, two younger sisters, to ever get birthday presents. Either way, my tiny little Asian mom finally found some spine and divorced him. He fought for custody of my eldest brother at the time. Only my eldest brother. The rest of us could go freak off. Literally. He booted us out of his house. And my mom, being the perfect Asian doormat wife before this, had no way of fighting it. No experience with work in a foreign country with zero savings. So, yes, I still remember something from nearly 20 years ago. And yes, I fully admit I still have a very big grudge against him. In fact... I distinctly remember telling him to screw off to his face on more than one occasion after reaching adulthood and somewhat successfully adulting in the process and to never expect me to donate even the dirt on my shoes to his funeral. He still tries to get into contact with me regularly despite that to persuade me to have children because surprise surprise my eldest brother turned out disappointing utter trash in his own words. Personally, I think the guy's doing okay. Not great, but not get into Harvard excelling like he used to. So now I'm the better option to provide his perfect heir. As if kicking me out of the house with my mom and two sisters so that we had to be homeless for years never really happened at all. So he took my eldest brother and somehow ended up marrying a third woman, even younger and prettier than the second one. Since then, not counting the four of us, he has eight children, the youngest of whom is only seven or something, while the eldest of the other four just hit college age. I know it's not their fault, but I refuse to interact with them at all. See, my dad's filthy rich from playing the stock market and sweeping up real estate during the Great Depression in 1998. And this played a lot into him acting like he was a big shot, self-made foreign businessman that donated actively and was a philanthropist. So I know he has money since I'm still seeing him do that crap actively. Not by choice, he's just a rather public figure in my country. Today, out of the blue, he suddenly called me and said he was going to be sending me a receipt for Kid 4's college. No hello, no nothing. Straight to business. Worded as if that's a done deal that I was going to fork out 50 grand for sure because I'm finally earning my own keep. So it's my turn to contribute to the family. 
Sure enough, my email dinged and voila, receipt for the first year of college, plus various other expenses, for 70 grand. I just hung up, and I'm seriously considering just moving to another country to get rid of them. Now, I've heard a lot of entitled parents. I've heard a lot of people beg for money. I've never heard a story of one that sent you a bill for $70,000 for a kid that is only even half related to you and you've never even exchanged any kind of meaningful conversation with in your life. I think if there was ever a time to call somebody mega spoiled, that guy would fit the bill. Imagine being so well off that you think you can just send a $70,000 bill and that's just going to happen. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Entitled Parent story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.